Welcome back to another episode of Global Venturing Review, covering the biggest venture stories from the past week from across global venturing. My name is Fernando Moncada, senior reporter, and I'll be taking you through some of the stories that really stood out over the past week with a lot of IPOs, a lot of fundraising, and some other very interesting deals. Just before we kick off, though, I, I just want to thank all of you who attended the 10th GCV Symposium over the past week. It's been a fantastic few days, just absolutely coming apart at the seams with, with networking and interesting and relevant discussion about everything CVC from sustainability to partnerships and relationship building to data to health and obviously to tech and much, much more, all of it looking to the future. So we, we had a really great time and are looking forward to welcoming you all to the next one. And you can see the coverage of all the individual sessions on globalventuring.com. So on to the news. First up, some public listings. New Bank, the digital bank operator backed by corporates Tencent and Berkshire Hathaway, which last week announced it had confidentially filed for an IPO and filed for a dual initial public offering in the United States and its home country of Brazil. The IPO involved more than 332 million shares being offered at a proposed maximum price of $11 each, potentially equating over $3.65 billion in proceeds at a valuation of approximately $50.6 billion. The company plans to issue just over 289 million shares, while its shareholders intend to sell nearly 43.4 million and to list on both the New York Stock Exchange and on the B3 Exchange in Brazil. Elsewhere, Terran Orbital Corporation, the U.S.-based satellite services provider backed by aerospace and defense manufacturer Lockheed Martin, has agreed to a reverse merger with special purpose acquisition company Tailwind 2 Acquisition Corp. The deal will give the combined company a listing on the New York Stock Exchange at a pro forma enterprise value of $1.58 billion. Tailwind 2 went public in March this year with a $300 million initial public offering. The SPAC deal is supported by $50 million in private investment and public equity financing provided by Lockheed Martin, Fuel Venture Capital, AE Industrial Partners, Beachpoint Capital, and private investor Daniel Statton. On the other side of the globe, Delivery, a FedEx and SoftBank-backed logistics services provider based in India, filed for its own initial public offering that will be sized up to $998 million. It's set to take place early next year and value the company at between 6 and $6.5 billion, according to the Economic Times, while a source privy to the matter told Reuters that the figure would likely be closer to $5.5 billion. The IPO will involve the issuance of $669 million worth of new shares, together with a secondary sale of $329 million. SoftBank, which holds a 22.8% stake in the company, is set to sell $100 million worth of shares, while Carlyle, which currently owns 7.4%, is divesting $123 million of its own. The other selling shareholders are understood to include conglomerate Foson and Times Internet, a subsidiary of media group Bennett, Coleman & Co. Back across the Atlantic, U.S.-based online education provider Udemy secured approximately $429 million in an IPO on the NASDAQ global select market, providing exits for internet group Process and remote learning service Benes. The company priced 14.5 million shares at the top of the $27 to $29 range, ultimately closing at $27.5 on the first day of trading, equating to a $4.8 billion market capitalization. Udemy runs an online platform which enables adult users to access courses which help them expand their skills. It increased revenue 24% year-on-year to approximately $251 million in the first six months of this year and cut its net loss from $52.5 to $29.4 million. There's also been a big M&A deal this week. Beverage producer Coca-Cola Company acquired portfolio company Body Armor, a U.S. headquartered sports drink brand, 
at a valuation of approximately $6.59 billion. Coca-Cola had several years ago provided an undisclosed sum in return for a stake that it said last week was 15% through an agreement that allowed Body Armor to use its bottling resources. It has now paid $5.6 billion for the remaining 85%. Body Armor markets a range of coconut water-based sports drinks and benefits from sponsorship agreements that it has in place with big names like actress Jennifer Lopez and professional athletes including Naomi Osaka, Andrew Luck, Rob Gronkowski, and Clay Thompson. It had also received an undisclosed amount in 2013 from the late Basketball Hall of Famer Kobe Bryant. Of course, funding rounds continue aplenty. In a deal that highlights how machine learning is being used in a variety of different sectors, U.S.-based developer of legal data software Everlaw raised $202 million in a Series D round that included Capital G, the growth stage investment arm of internet and technology conglomerate Alphabet. The round was led by TPG Growth and featured private equity firm HIG Growth Partners and venture capital firms Menlo Ventures, K9 Ventures, and Andreessen Horowitz. It valued the company at over $2 billion. Everlaw's cloud-based platform uses machine learning to help legal practitioners look through large volumes of documentation in order to extract relevant information. It said it has experienced 80% year-on-year growth in 2021. In a further showcase of how popular NFTs are becoming, or non-fungible tokens, U.S.-based blockchain game developer Mythical Games raised $150 million in a Series C round featuring cryptocurrency exchanges Binance and FTX, bringing its total funding to over $270 million. Mythical uses blockchain technology to create playable non-fungible tokens for in-game economies, allowing players to monetize play-to-earn assets. It will use the Series C proceeds to grow its team and scale its operations. Venture capital firm Anderson Horowitz led the round, which included D1 Capital, Redbird Capital, Mantis VC, The Rain Group, Galaxy Interactive, O1 Investors, Westcap, Javelin Partners, Struck Capital, Alumni Ventures, Signum Growth Investments, and 32 Equity, the investment arm of the National Football League. NFTs have been the theme of a couple of the investment vehicles that have been raising money this week too, as we turn over to fund raising money. In the first case, Esfermian, a U.S.-based non-fungible token-focused investment firm, has closed on its second fund at $100 million, with backing from blockchain app developer Animoca Labs and trading firm Capital Markets Trading. The vehicle also counts Digital Currency Group and private investors Alan Howard, Chris Dixon, Mark Anderson, Matthew Rozak, and Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss as its limited partners. Capital Markets Trading contributed through its CMT digital unit. Unlike its predecessor, which mainly concentrated on direct NFT investments, Esfermian Fund 2 will also target the decentralized metaverse, which I'm sure that you've probably been hearing a lot about in the news lately since uh, Facebook changed its name. The metaverse describes a digital world where people can meet and interact through various virtual and augmented reality layers. In the second NFT-focused fund, Fox, a U.S.-based media group has set up a $100 million corporate venturing fund for digital creators as part of a new business unit, Blockchain Creative Labs, and the fund will focus on NFTs. Among the new unit's first projects is Crapopolis, an animated comedy from Dan Harmon, according to Newswire Bloomberg. Elsewhere, Walden Catalyst Ventures, the U.S.-based venture capital firm co-founded by ex-employees of South Korea headquartered consumer electronics producer Samsung's Catalyst Fund, closed its debut fund at over $550 million. The LPs were not disclosed, but the firm said that they included institutional investors as well as chief executives of top tech companies. 
The first three deals to be revealed by Walden Catalyst Ventures include 20 million investment in language modeling technology developer AI21 Labs and a 3.6 million contribution, which took machine learning startup MindDB's seed round to 7.6 million. Walden has also co-led analytics processing technology developer SpeedData's 55 million Series A round, which was disclosed in September this year. Across the Pacific this time, Indonesia-based brand aggregator Open Labs has launched a $100 million fund to acquire direct-to-consumer brands. Open Labs specializes in providing operational support to brands with high growth potential to help them accelerate their development, scale operations, and boost their expansion. The fund will reportedly buy stakes of about 51% in portfolio companies, allowing founders to maintain a significant role in the development and operations of the business, even if they don't have outright ownership. To close out the episode, there's one big people move in the world of tech venturing, and that is Michelle Gonzalez, head of U.S.-listed Alphabet's Google search engine division's incubator, Area 120, has joined software provider Microsoft to run its corporate venturing unit. Microsoft had been looking for a head for its M12 unit following the departure in February of its founder, Nagaraj Kashyap, to be managing director of SoftBank's vision funds. And that is about it for the news. Thank you again to all of you who attended the symposium over the last week, and we already look forward to welcoming all of you back next year, and to every other one of our events, which we will be sure to keep you informed about. That's all from me today. These were just the main headlines of the week, as they are every week. You can catch our full coverage of the market on globalventuring.com. So make your way over there. And if this is your first episode of the Global Venturing Review, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. As ever, keep an ear out for next week's episode, which you can catch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you want to get your podcast. I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production, whose great work you can check out at inearproduction.com. And our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and a Creative Commons license. We will be back next Monday, as we are every Monday, with more news. And have a great week.